So how I usually like to, to start these conversations is just about the journey. And, uh, you know, yours is a, obviously an interesting one that we, we just kind of talked about in the pregame a little bit. And mm-hmm. I think let's just start there of, of, of kind of this idea that, that you wanted to kind of build this sort of not only not only eco, you know, sort of forks and, and, mm-hmm. and spoons and, and knives and just these these culinary products, so to speak, but also have them be edible, which is taking it to a whole nother level, right? Yes. But to do that, you decided to to sort of sell your home, right? So, mm-hmm. so take, us, take us back then, I guess that decision you made to where I had this idea and I'm going all in. Um, so this happened when my daughter was born about two and a half years ago. So mm-hmm. I was trying to uh, like make financial plans for my children, how to save some f- for them in the future and all that. And uh, being an avid hiker and an ad- adventure sports guy. So I realized that what's the point of like leaving them some money after we leave uh, if the if they're not going to enjoy the nature that we have, right? Like we, they don't have their pristine oceans or like if they're like polluted with so much plastic or climate right. change and all that. So that actually sparked my thought saying, okay, we should we need to do something about this. And I always, I always wanted to start up a company, like like a, a startup. And that's when that's when I invested in few small startups in India as well as in the US. And uh, I realized, okay, I should start something on my own, which is not mm-hmm. technology related, but it should help the planet. And that is the first seed of thought that came to me saying that, okay, let me go search for all the alternatives that exist for plastic. Mm -hmm. And the reason I chose plastic pollution against climate change is because climate change is easily felt. And a lot of people are already doing great things about it. A lot of celebrities are supporting climate climate change related laws and other things. So, but plastic pollution is something it's going, it's kind of getting sidelined because you don't feel it directly. You don't really feel the effects of it directly. So that's when I decided I will put, concentrate my efforts towards plastic pollution rather than climate change because that's where there's more need of people to find innovative methods. So I spent my paternity leave, six weeks of paternity leave. Mm-hmm. I spent, I went through different countries, about six countries I visited. I met a lot of manufacturers. First, I made a huge list of all the plastic alternatives that exist and I chose the best and I met my partner who's like, who's his cruel from India. And he, he figured out a machine. He was about to figure out a machine that can automate a way to produce edible spoons, edible cutlery. Wow. And I'm being engineered by background. I went and paired with him and said, let's work on this together. We spent about 80 plus trials, about two years, almost two years, close wow. to two years wow. to get the first edible spoon out of a machine. This is not like a home mold. I'm talking about like proper machine itself. Yes. That's how it, the journey went through. So we, we, when we became partners and I decided, okay, we need to scale this immediately. We, <laughs> we were doing it in an apartment basically. And once the machine is ready, we decided, I came back to the US, I sold my home. I, in, I put the entire money back in building the facility in India. And we started manufacturing the first edible spoon from the facility starting February of 2019. Wow. So when you mean edible spoon, right, Mm -hmm. I guess, what does that mean as far as what is actually in it? And I guess like, what is like the lifespan of it, right? Is it, it, you know, can you, can you have it for like a day? Is it like a hours thing? Is it like a week thing? I guess like, what is it actually made out of? Yeah, the spoons are made of uh, non-GM wheat oat, brown rice, corn, and chickpea. It's a mix of flowers. 
Okay. That's the base ingredients. And then we have some natural flavors like ground black pepper and uh, vanilla and all this, like the other flavors, depending on yeah, the flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, the spoon itself stays firm for like 30 minutes in hot soup. So you can literally eat your soup with the spoon and then eat the spoon after it. But it's not reusable. So that's the reason why I'm only targeting places where single use is a must. Okay. I don't want to replace a reusable cutlery because that goes against my uh, yeah. passion towards the environment. So uh, it, by, with respect to the shelf life, the spoons are have about one year of uh, best buy date. Oh, wow. One year since manufacture. Wow, okay. Be- because it's completely baked. It's like a very hard cracker. It's okay. like a biscotti, like a, imagine like a biscotti in the shape of a spoon, right? So yep. something like that. And it, 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 it looks like a wooden spoon because it's compressed. That's the patent pending technology that we discovered. Uh, it's a compressed mold that we, and it bakes it in the mold itself. So that's how it retains that nice, neat shape without getting any, without being, without having any rough surfaces, surfaces on the top. It's, it's one year shelf life and uh, you can consume it immediately. And if, even if you throw it, it's, uh, I mean, I don't recommend people throwing it away, <laughs> but, but if they can't, if, they, if they're already full by eating the food and they don't want to eat the spoon, even if they throw it, it, it just decomposes like food in a few weeks, in like in two, three weeks. And even for backyard composting. Wow. Um, so I want to go back to when, you decided to to do this because I think it's it's one thing to have an idea, right? And, and it's one thing to to dedicate time to it, and it's even another thing to dedicate a little money to it, right? But it's also a different thing to sell your home, right, and go all in on something. What made you What made you do that? As far as like intern, was there a moment where you like that somebody mentioned something to you, like that you went to India and you saw the facility or? It, what what ha- what was the moment where you decided that I'm going all in on this? Because that's a really really big decision. I'm sure you had to talk to to your family yes. as well. <laughs> yes, yes. First, I, I need to thank my wife. So they, yeah. she she agreed she agreed to the fact that to sell to sell the home. She was she was caught by off guard. I mean, she was like, what 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 decision are you making? And thankfully, we, we I mean, by by the way, I have another job as an engineer. So mm-hmm. that that helps me to pay my rents and my dues yep. and take care of my children and everything. And they're like, we need to do something. What's the the point of earning millions and not doing any impact I mean, not creating any impact in the environment. Yep. And by the way, even before this, right, I wouldn't say it's a sudden decision. I, I am a person which is like, who is very, very, very straight at heart in the sense, I look at things like if, if you give me an option to buy a Maserati or a Bugatti versus buying a regular car, I will right. never go to a expensive car. The reason <laughs> is my thought process is a car has four wheels and it takes from destination A to destination, point A to point B. And I'm happy to go in whatever I can, as long as I have a car. I don't really have to understand the brand behind it and pay extra premium for it. So I'm a very simple person in that per se. And I also have a dedication since 10 years. I've touched about 3000 people lives because I I dedicate 10% of my salary to charity. Wow. So, So all these came together and this the sudden push of me doing something for the planet, it made me decide, okay, I already made 350K profit out of my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can actually sell my home and maybe invest in something else and make more money there, but that doesn't create any impact. Let's, mm-hmm. let's for at, at one point in my life, let me do something that can create an impact and I'm going to be really happy. And I'm very happy because I did that. Initially, I was very scared. I didn't know what can happen. <laughs> I didn't know whether people even buy the spoon. That's the biggest challenge, right? You never know whether of the, course. Idea, oh, yeah. the product is there, but you don't know whether it works or not. You wouldn't believe this. Uh, I introduced the edible spoon in February 2019, like around February 14th or 15th at Cater Source. It's a, it's a conference for catering companies to come in. Oh, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I went there with like, say, 10 spoons in my hand. 
I had a small table. I didn't have any banner, nothing. I did. I just literally went there with one suitcase with just few spoons <laughs> and few and and few well, like a paper printouts. Not even like a proper uh, what do you call flyers or brochures. It's just a paper. I just printed out from my home. I took some spoons. I went there. And my first order came there is from a caterer in Canada. He he placed an order of hundred and fifty thousand spoons. Wow. I, so that that proved me i like okay i didn't make a wrong decision by selling my home <laughs> so okay i am on the right path so again that that makes me happy right we sold about half a million spoons and that means half a million plastic spoons are less in the ocean and that's what gives me more happiness than i would have made more money out of my selling my home well it's so. it's interesting because you said you wanted to work on plastics instead of climate change but they really go hand in hand Yes. Right. Yes. So yes. you are still working on, on climate change, right? And yes. the effects of the environment. You know, yes. I think it's it's actually one of the big. I say it all the time. Once I, if our ocean goes, that's it. It's a game over. We cannot get that back. Yes. You know. So yes. that is it's everything we can do to prevent our oceans ecosystem from decaying is is basically going to be the that's the lifeblood for for our planet, right? So yep. we have to do everything we can to take care of that. I wanted another- to. Go, yeah, and another another news that actually made me to sell my home was I at that time there was this article going around saying that by 2050 there will yeah. be more plastic than fish in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. So and and I also know that the nature is giving back to us in the food chain with respect yep. to using like microplastics or nanoplastics. And in fact, just recently, right, they they actually saw that even a sea breeze has particles, microplastic particles in it, even yep. the breeze. So the yep. nature is giving back to us. So yep. that's when I realized what's the point if my children are going to be happy with so much money later on if they can't breathe the air around them yeah. so that's that's what triggered me more more than anything else because i thought we should secure it for the future generations we should not be so uh, what do you call <laughs> self centered that okay only we need to enjoy the climate we should make sure that the future generations enjoy the climate and nature around them too it's so. a beautiful beautiful thing and and the, i think the the one thing is is that we all we all want to i think do something for the world right mm-hmm. and but in a business atmosphere, you have to be sustainable, right? As a business, because if we don't, if you don't do that, then the impact that you're trying to make is for nothing, right? It's for not, it, it just, it's just not there, right? So it, it seems like you started off with B2B, right? With mm-hmm. restaurants and then obviously COVID hits. So what's that been like for, I guess, obviously sales is going to be different, but like what, what, what has that transformation or that pivot been from B2B to now try to, to do the B2C landscape through through Amazon and what was, I guess, what's the last year been like for you? Um, yeah, so that's a good question. <laughs> it is, it, it's, I'm pretty sure every every single small small business and medium scale business has, have, has, has pretty badly hit because of the current climate or the current crisis. So as you mentioned, we were doing only B2B in 2019. We didn't even look into B2C section at all. Uh, but again, during, uh, like we won the pitch, the friend won a pitch at the Winter Fancy Food Show in January, 2020. And that opened up a lot of B2B opportunities. And that's mm-hmm. where we also met uh, B2C opportunities as well, some of them. And that's when we realized that we should also start working on B2C, but we didn't have time because we're just a small team and we were only considering B2B. But the, since the COVID hit a lot of our traction with large ice cream chains, which we had mm-hmm. early this year, mm-hmm. uh, we, uh, I can't name the companies, but they're, they're pretty big chains, which are well well known across the world. Sure. And uh, and they, they, they agreed to do some trials. They did a test. And in fact, they, they had a successful trial as well. Uh, one of the shops, one of the major chain shops, they did a test in Minnesota at the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. And they, they had a very good survey. They got a good feedback and all that. And 
everything got went on a standstill or went on a pause once the crisis hit and the lockdown started and everything so right. that's when all my sales have kind of completely stalled and uh, especially i was selling a lot for ice cream shops like uh, small smaller right. ice cream shops in, right. the, in in the bay area in new york in hawaii and few other states about 10 states there are like a single owner or double two two ice cream chains and all that it's a smallest smaller scale all the sales have stalled because they couldn't open the shops and it was a pretty tough time and then that's when we realized okay this is a good time for us to pivot towards b2c because uh, we have time now we don't have to win uh, we have a lot of time on our hands yep. so in fact me and my cousin my cousin is a ux designer and by the way we do everything by ourselves we don't uh, really spend money on anything so we design it. our own website and i i read like six books on how to do packaging in in a span of 3 <laughs> weeks and it's great we, no the packaging looks great man thanks 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 and we we decided to do our own packaging and if you if you notice our packaging right each box comes with a fun fact about an aquatic life like an animal like a dolphin or a whale which gets <laughs> affected by the plastic the most amazing and, yeah like for example a dolphin can sleep with the one eye open because it it can shut off for half of the brain and it can keep the rest of the brain alive so something like that so these fun facts we we put it on these boxes because we want to get the story behind it not just the product so and and we we started we again the biggest challenge was the cost because the distribution cost and also the fulfillment cost is quite high and i i can't keep my product cost to be really 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 high because then it won't work out as you mentioned right the business has to look at the margins and the sustainability and people should are will, should be willing to pay for that mm-hmm. so the best you wouldn't believe the best pro, uh, the choice that we had was amazon prime the reason is the box weight is less than a pound and anything less than a pound the fba fulfillment fees were reasonable compared to an outside fulfillment wow okay so that was the reason why we had to go to amazon and we got some interest from some of our customers saying that why are you going through amazon i want you to i want to directly buy from you but then i have to set up this 3pl and another yeah have to set up e-commerce yeah yes. well you have to set up the you have the e-commerce store then you have to do the the distribution you have to have a facility to hold yes. it you got to do the yes. shipping it's uh there's more and more companies b2c that are just launching on amazon right it's yes. really they don't even have their own their own mm-hmm. store right they're just launching on amazon and it's like i think it's, it's i think it's smart out the gate because it, it definitely mm-hmm. gives you an idea of like mm-hmm. if the products wanted too right like it gives yep. you an uh, ease to access very quickly to kind of test some things yes. and see if it really works and then down the line you might want to do that right in a position mm-hmm. where you know you can email your customers directly and things like that i think it is important for sure i think if but i think you have a a massive like, potential for b2b so yes, yes. not that not yeah that is important so another reason why why we were we, we will start selling it directly on the website maybe end of the year or early next year is uh, amazon it's really hard for them to control not to use bubble wraps see the whole point of it is right. to reduce plastic right yeah. so i actually want to tie up with a company called no issue they actually make compostable mailers so we we just made some order and we're trying to figure out how we can fulfill it on our own with compostable mailers instead of the yep. bubble mailers go to it and that's another reason why we want to do it ourselves later on not right now as we go forward you said about ice cream stores and there's there's one by my house and it mm-hmm. is walk up and drive through right mm-hmm. their drive through line is like 25 cars deep. I am oh, not lying to you. It's like a Chick-fil-A line, right? <laughs> so, I I I'm wondering is that you still have a wide audience for B2B even yes. during the current climate because drive-through has become so huge because delivery has become so huge, right? So is there is there a way to to really dig into these drive-through ice cream stores, right? Or the, these 
massive drive-through companies that are looking for ways to be more sustainable, right? I think they're looking for ways to to be better at what they do. And this seems like an amazing fit. Yes, yes. I agree with you on that, Grant. Uh, the opportunity is not completely uh, stalled yet. But as I mentioned uh, earlier like to you, that we are not spending a lot on the marketing because mm-hmm. unless you market it, people are not aware of this product. So, so far yep. uh, with, with, the, with the cash that I had from selling my home and from my savings, my personal savings, I could only go to the shows and get customers from there as yep. of now. And yep. we do some cold calling and cold emails through, uh, through to, to all these chains and through different ice cream stores. But uh, it's, it's the response rate is pretty low, right? Because not everyone looks into the cold email like a solicitation email yep. so so that's the reason why we haven't scaled as much as much as we could and that's another reason why we're raising some capital because we want to get some foot soldiers who can actually go to the shops and mention that this product exists that it can help you reduce the plastic consumption and another reason why this might not be like the best time i mean i might be wrong i might not i don't have the data yet is a lot of people are worried about uh, safety now the food safety mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. sanity now so mm-hmm. if if they cons- if they see this as an edible spoon that might actually scare them a bit because mm-hmm. it's you're holding something that is edible right and you're eating with it so I, I mean it's unfortunate because a lot of takeouts are like the takeouts have increased ridiculously high uh, mm-hmm. during this event but again they 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 would be worried if it's an edible spoon that they want to hold it and they want to eat it later or not so that's a, that's a trick i need to understand how to make sure that they don't feel that uh, what do you call it? they don't feel uh, they don't they're not scared that they're using an edible spoon in their hand apprehensive this, maybe yeah 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 the, this is i mean during this time if it's a non covid time it it wouldn't have been a problem but during the covid time they would really worry about what they're holding in their hand right that's what i'm yeah. worried about do you, do you think that the the american market is is the is what you're sort of honed in on now or is like have you talked to to people in europe and yes, other parts yes. of, okay okay yeah, because they, fact- they yeah well, what's that been like and what's their response been um, to be frank, actually, the response from Europe and Canada is a lot more than what I got in US so yep. far. I believe that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, US is catching up. I'm not going to say US is not doing it, but uh, it's it's slower, a little slower. Yeah. Uh, the priorities are different. And in Europe, especially, there are some countries who are banning plastic starting next year, especially mm-hmm. Germany, France, yeah. and UK. So that's the reason why there's a lot more demand there. The governments are forcing, the tying their hands to not use plastic, single-use plastic anymore. And we, uh, I, I mean, again, I can't tell you the name, but there's an ice ice cream chain which has 900 scoop shops across Europe and Latin America they are going to start start a trail on September 25th they're going to start a trail in Belgium France and uh, and Switzerland wow so are you unable to when that happens are you still unable to like share and showcase that from from Uh, a company's point of view uh, I asked their permission. They said that once the test is over, they'll make okay. a decision to go full scale across all the 900 shops. Right now, gotcha. the test is going to happen only in like 15 to 20 shops. So once the test is a success, then they give they will give me the permission to tell that we are partnering with them. And they're, they're also going to do a huge PR saying that they're partnering with us. Oh, that's, well, a, that's great. That's yeah, great. That's, a, that's a turning point for us because yeah. right now, as I mentioned, right, I'm trying to approach in such a way that I don't want to spend a lot on marketing because I have to raise more capital for that. And uh, my savings are only a little bit. I can't really yeah. spend so yeah. much in the marketing. So my, my thought process is I want to partner up with some big firm or like a company, food, food-based company, and they help us make sure the product is aware to all the customers. Like how, like, like a, a simple example is uh, Impossible Burger, right? The, yep. 
mm-hmm. yeah the meatless burger so they 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 when they tied up with uh, with burger king so yep. that's when they got more me people came to know about it like a household name it became a household brand now a lot of people know about it now yep. so that's my approach i'm trying to kind of go in their footsteps saying that let's let's uh, make sure get a partner a big partner first that will help us do the marketing 100% no it's a, it's a brilliant idea so they so that that will come out this year you think uh yeah by december i would get to know the result of the test whether okay. the trial is success or not and i don't know i mean they might take some time to start this is these are, this is a very big company it's a very huge mnc yeah. food yeah. mnc so I, i i don't know how much time they would take to get and did you did you meet them at one of these conferences or was yes. that a, so okay. this was Great. this was because i won the pitch at the fancy food show right winter fancy food show nice so and actually the same company exists in us but it's owned by a different food company mm-hmm. and they started the trial in at the mall of america right so that's how they also introduced me to them so it's like one person giving me contacts of the others and that's how it love went. it yeah yeah so we talked we talked about the spoon mostly right mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. what are some of the other applications and like really what's possible you know from just you know spoon but obviously like forks knives yes. eventually maybe straws something like that what's the suite of products that are possible here so yeah so spoons are just the beginning i keep telling my customers <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot of uh, incredible future ahead so we are working on we already have a prototype of a spork uh, so we're working with another food company a big company uh, in india to to put the fork in the cup noodle uh, box in the cup noodle like you have the maggi cup noodles, yes right? love it yeah yes. yeah right yeah right. so so some some of these cup noodles come with a plastic fork so we're trying to we're trying to replace work with them to replace with an edible spork so that's that's uh, that's in progress and we're also working on the straws because we believe that would be a bigger market to approach instead of spoons um so the straws prototypes are ready but as i mentioned we are looking to raise some money to expand our facilities to start manufacturing them because mm-hmm. we don't have the space and the time and the machines yet so we need to invest on that and uh, we are also working with a, com- a company in japan to give them some prototypes of chopsticks because that's Ooh, where the demand love comes that from. yes yes totally totally and that would be we had mentioned you know previously before before we got on was that the straws are more expensive to make is that because of the hollow inside where chopsticks you would need to hollow it out so it would be It's not about like the manufacturing is okay. The, okay. It's not okay. that that different compared to making a spoon. But the c- concern here is um, like for right now the spoon is turning about fifteen to twenty cents each, and mm-hmm. the plastic spoon is just two two to three cents. So the cost is like five times more. So that's gotcha. okay. That's still okay. But a straw. Uh, what happens is my i the, the the least i could get down is about 6 to 7 cents uh-huh. and a plastic straw is like for a cent you'll get 10 of them so the cost wow. the, the cost <laughs> difference is like 50x so that's my biggest concern the cost difference is very long very high on the straw side but again we never know right maybe people are okay to spend that 5 cents or 10 cents extra so once yeah. i release it in the market i'll get better data saying that okay people are okay even even when i started with the spoons a lot of my first initial customers said no they directly said no they like we love the planet we want to make a difference but i don't want to incur incur like 20 cents for a spoon that's when we we went back and told them don't take it as a cost for you give pass it mm. on to the end consumer consumer yeah. will be willing to pay it yep, and they sure. and they did and they did that and it worked beautifully well because consumer was pay, willing to pay up to 50 cents for this and they're making more yep. profit out of it i'm yes. selling it for like 20 cents and they make selling it for 50 cents so I agree. The, yeah. the shop is making more profit it's a win win situation because the planet wins the consumer wins the shop wins i win and manufacturing wins so everything yeah. is in a streamlined process 
so the one thing is it, it can be tricky, right? Is when we're, we're creating products at scale like this and using, you know, manufacturing because for so long, the innovation in actual manufacturing, right? And, and machines and, and how they pollute the air, right? So it's like we could be solving one issue, but then creating, you know, just as, just as much of an issue when we're making the products, right? So like, how do you look at that part of the, the funnel of, of creating the actual product and, and like, how are you finding ways to make sure like, you know, if we have to do a million of these spoons, like how do we make sure like making the eco product is as eco as it can be, right? Okay. That's, that's a very, very good question. I'm pretty happy that you brought that up because not everyone asks about that detail of manufacturing process and all that. So we did look into that. Uh, thankfully, the, there are multiple strategies of manufacturing it. One is electricity, whether it's a clean electricity or not. The rest, okay. the second is wastage and then the emissions. So first coming to the electricity, thankfully the state that in India, which we our facility is in, we have an option to choose 100% electric, electric uh, the solar electricity. Wow, okay. And we are trying to do that. I mean, right now we are not, but as we scale, we will try to make sure that we get as clean electricity as possible, not through uh, fossil fuels. And the second and the second part is the wastage. There is some wastage because this is a food product. When you're making it, there is wastage. So mm-hmm. we innovated a way to use that wastage, make some like a biscuits out of it, which we feed to stray animals in the in, in, in the cities. So that's that's taking care of the wastage part. Then the third is uh, is the emissions. Emissions is not very high for us because we're just making it in the mold itself. So I wouldn't. I mean, we have not. We don't have enough data to see how much emissions are being caused with respect to that. So mm-hmm. we even if we do find, we are going to innovate in such a way that we're going to reduce, make it a minimum. And on top of all this, there is freight because this is made, uh, being made. Yeah. Big, this is being made in India. It's coming from India to US and other countries. There is obviously emissions involved. So our freight forwarders give us the carbon metric tons that gets emitted because of us shipping it. And we plant equivalent amount of trees mm-hmm. to, to make mm-hmm. it completely carbon neutral. And this will also help people understand that for every box that they sell, sorry, for every box that they buy, it's not just plastic, less reducing plastic, but they're also contributing towards planting trees. And we work with One Tree Planted. It's an organization yep. that we work with. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, we are coming with a campaign on social media soon uh, once we have enough stock in the US saying that, okay, if, if people can uh, post I mean, put a picture of themselves eating the spoon or a small video, a snippet and tagging us and one tree planted for every tag that we, we're going to plant a tree. I'm going to yeah. give back all the profits. I mean, any profits that I made back to plant, tree, plant planting trees. And we can do all this because the current people who are working in the company, we all have our secondary jobs and we don't want to get anything out of this company yet un, un, until it scales up. So it's completely going to be uh, going, giving back to the environment, even if we make some profits out of it. Well, One Tree Planet is an amazing organization. I I interviewed their 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 founder and CEO was on the same podcast a little while ago, and you know how they understand uh, marketing and partnerships is really really powerful. They do a tremendous job with their partners, tremendous job with their media. So to me, that's going to be an amazing opportunity if that comes to fruition because I think you're picking really good partners <laughs> to partner <laughs> with, which is, which is sometimes it's very, very difficult to do, you know? Uh-huh. And, and I think that so far what, what you can divulge is that you've selected some really, really good partnerships. And I think it's also a really good lesson in that as one person, as two people, as a really small team, you can get a lot done nowadays. You don't need to have 20 people, right. To, to start up and really get sales and, and actually create, 
a really sustainable company, right? You need, we just need a few people that can are really, really good at what they do. Um, so I think the lean approach to me is I'm always, I'm always pushing for people to become more and more lean and just, you know, be able to do more and more things, right? Just if you hire really talented people, you can get a ton done with a very few amount of people. So I think it's a great lesson. Thank you. Thank you. I agree with you on that. So I try to believe in as much as I can, but again, not at the fact that I don't want to hire anyone. So right. I do want yeah. to hire yeah. people. It's just that, <laughs> of course. The, the, yeah, it's, it's just that I want to provide opportunities as well because I came on a visa here in, uh, in the US. So I understand the pain of not having a job. And in fact, I suffered at a period of time, like 10 years ago, I was jobless for like 12 months. It was the toughest time for me. So I understand wow. that pain. So, but again, I, I, right now my priority is planet first and then yes, I will, we will expand our team and make sure that it's, it's good in that case as well. Yeah, no, amazing, man. Amazing. So usually I like to, to end a little bit on the future, right? And, you know, I think obviously there's some uncertain things right now, but as you look over the next, you know, year, two years, three years, five years, what are some of the goals that, that maybe you have that you want to get to, or what are some of, what do you deem a success, right? Within, let's talk like a five-year framework. Like what are some of the goals you're setting for, you know, for the company? First, I would like to mention that my initial goal was reducing 1 million plastic spoons. And uh, you wouldn't believe just two hours ago, I got an order from a retailer in the US. They have like 3,000 stores. And (laughs) they they, they ordered the first container that comes from India till here. Right now, we haven't even shipped a container load yet. So, uh, and that will make my 1 million goal possible by end of this year. Amazing, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So that's basically my initial goal when I sold my home was I want to make sure that 1 million plastic spoons are less in the environment. And I'm very happy that I'm reaching the goal sooner than I expected. And going forward, uh, if you look at the data, right, there are about 100 million spoons, uh, sp- not spoons, 100 million cutlery is being used in the US every single day, um, per day. It's It's a lot. So even if I my goal is at least make sure that 50% of them are converted to edible when it's a must. Like, see, I don't want, if, if people can change towards reusable cutlery, I'm well, uh, I'm not going to approach them and say, please change it to edible cutlery. But there are places where you have to use single use. You can't, you can't avoid it because, because yeah. you, can't, you can't have the resources or that machinery to clean up the reusable cutlery and all that. So uh, especially like theme parks, concerts, mm, all these, mm-hmm, all these big mm-hmm. places, right? I mean, uh, like football games, any games, yep. right? So all these places, it's very hard for them to do reusable. So these places, I want to make sure that they convert to edible cutlery. And so that they want, they will have minimum footprint as, as possible. And my goal within five years is at least make sure reduce a hundred million spoons from the oceans or spoons or straws or spokes, because that will, that will make me happy that one day of plastic is, man, one day is plastic. Wow. Especially wow. with this. Wow. Wow. Yes. It's a big, man. it's it's a it's a pretty <laughs> big goal. It's a pretty big goal. So I don't know, but I mean, it's okay if, if it's going to take five years. It's going to be I'm going to be happy. Hey, with it. If it's going to like ten years, it's fine. But if I can do it, it'll be great. Yeah, no, listen, man, that's a great goal to have. And if you can yeah. do that in, in in ten years, I think I think that's a uh, that's a, you deserve a pat on the back if, <laughs> if that could be accomplished. So I uh, I appreciate you taking the time, man. I mean, it's uh, when I first saw it, dude, I was like. I was like, I love this. I love everything about it. And then as I, as I dug a little deeper into it, um, it just seemed to be a no brainer for, you know, not only like consumers. Yes, because I think it's, we all know that I think we'll, we, we will pay for companies to do really good things, right? We'll pay extra 30 cents, extra 50 cents, right? I think we want that. But I think the big, big hurdle that we all face is getting businesses on board. 
right, yep. is, is, is to make that transition that can be very drastic for companies, right? It's like they've been using plastic cutlery for, you know, 50 years, right? Mm -hmm. So that transition to me is going to be much more difficult than a consumer transition. So I think that work in, in, in B2B is so, so important because that's how you get to that 100 million, right? Mm -hmm. It is through, is through the companies making this transition. So uh, best of luck with, with the ice cream, with the ice cream stores. And obviously I hope that that data comes back really well and they expand uh, globally. Mm -hmm. And then I think if that is a success, right, I think then you'll see hopefully other big, big franchise companies get in, get in place here. And then that hundred million, man, I hope we can get that <laughs> done, done in five years. I think that's a, it's a possibility if we can get at scale, if we can get these yes. uh, big companies to, to jump on board. So appreciate what you've done so far. Um, obviously keep, keep grinding and keep, keep doing it and, uh, and, and best of luck uh, within the next few years. And, and I can't wait to see the impact, man. It's going to be amazing. Thank you so much. First, I've, I mean, if you don't mind, I would like to thank uh, my wife to agree to, to, for agreeing yeah. to all this because uh, she she left her job to take care of the kids full time, and I have to do two things, right? So that's why I told Amazing. him I can't help out of the food at, at the home home chores and homework. So then, uh, and also, I would like to thank my partner Kruvel in India because without him, the manufacturing facility would, wouldn't be running. Even if, Amazing. yeah, even we like it's it's I should I need to thank him. Well, when when we get, we'll have we'll have them on, and you will have all three you on. We hit a hundred million. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll have everybody want to celebrate. Yes, yes. Hundred million <laughs> spoons, not making money. Okay, that's yes, not my goal. Hundred million spoons. Hundred million yes. spoons. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Grander, for the opportunity. Appreciate it.